Why here, Peter? Why so close to me and to you? Did she tell you that? No, she didn't. But it ain't nostalgia. I'll give you one guess. Rosie stood up and went around the corner into the kitchen to hide her agitation. Well, they certainly won't get one cent out of me. She filled the kettle and put it on to boil, and stayed in the kitchen to wait for it. She needed to be alone to compose herself. The anger that gripped her at Peter's announcement was a complete surprise. She had thought her daughter's life had long ceased to affect or involve her, and here was her heart thumping loudly and her pulse beating audibly in her left ear and her breath coming short. What if I die, she thought. What if the news kills me? She imagined Peter hearing her fall, finding her in a heap on the kitchen floor, stretching her out, trying the CPR techniques he had learned in a class at the Y, in vain, and then blaming Susanna for it. And Susanna... Rosie saw her daughter's triumphant smile and pressed her hands to her heart, forced herself to breathe deeply, to relax. She looked out the kitchen window. There, the sun was out properly, shining yellow on the snow. Brown patches showed already on top of the stone wall. The triumph of the sun, she thought. The idea rubbed away the image of Susanna's smile and cheered her. The phrase might do for her book. A chapter title? For a chapter about what? She must at least do an outline today, this afternoon, before Barney came. You making tea? Yes. Ah, good old mum. Dear Peter. The thought of Susanna prompted the sentiment, though it was never far from her mind. The dear boy except for the fact that his sexual preferences precluded grandchildren. He was a perfect son, a daughterly son who dropped in for tea and gossip. And as for her daughter, who at the age of ten had rejected her mother and chosen to live with her deplorable father, Rosie hadn't seen her in seventeen years, except for one disastrous incident. But there were her letters. The first one had arrived when Susanna was in college, an attempt at mollification with the plea for money at the end of it. Rosie burned the letter, then regretted it. It was an unbeatable specimen of sheer gall, and she wished she had it to read over periodically as a reminder of the depths to which human nature could sink. And though she didn't answer it, more letters came, erratically, maybe two a year on the average.